not able to live the life you need to live because of pesky issues like health, money, family, things that are killing your focus, begging you to procrastinate, or your helping professional in the medical, social, or correctional system dealing with people you know have potential, but you just can't seem to reach them. Or maybe you have entrepreneurial aspirations, but can't seem to maintain the drive and the direction to make it happen. I'm Rich Jones, an RN, a certified life coach and health coach. Join me for Essential Change, the podcast, where we separate the self-help and motivational BS from what you really need to know and do to actually live your best lifestyle, your essential change. Life is a banquet, and most poor suckers are starving to death. I saw this uh, post uh, regarding uh, the top 100 famous movie quotes. And it came from, uh, well, first a book, then a movie, then a musical, then a movie again called Auntie Maine. Uh, 1958, Rosalind Russell starred in it, and then another version in 1974 with Lucille Ball. Uh, don't And don't get me started on how much I love Lucille Ball. That We'll save that for another day. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to try to wrap this movie up in like less than five minutes just to give you an idea of where that quote, life is a banquet and most poor suckers are starving to death, really relates to what we do here and the concept of essential change. Uh, but before we move on, uh, let's remind you, go to secondstarts.com, uh, where we provide custom, done-for-you planning, action, and strict accountability programs. Uh, we get referrals from helping professionals like you, social service people, medical people, correctional people. So go to secondstarts.com and get on our calendar and uh, talk to us and see what we can do for someone that you are helping or maybe even yourself. Thank you. Now, let's talk about Maine. Uh, starts off with a story of a young man named Patrick Dennis, and he's orphaned by his father who's, who dies uh, suddenly, unexpectedly, and he's placed in the care of his Aunt Maine. Now, Patrick's Aunt Maine is free-spirited, flamboyant. Uh, her lifestyle, her friends, uh, she had parties with very interesting people. Uh, Patrick was you know, really enthralled with his Aunt Maine, and, and they got along really well as when Patrick got there as a young man. Uh, Maine began to show Patrick all kind of new things, new adventures, even as a young man, taking around, really giving him uh, some of the zest for life that she had, and that immediately came through in the film. You know, we got that carefree attitude. Now, young Patrick's inheritance was managed by a guy named Dwight Babcock. Uh, he was instructed by Patrick's father before his father passed to keep an eye on Patrick because even though he sent him to his aunt Mame, he knew that Mame was a little a little flamboyant for his taste and he really wanted Patrick to remain have a grounded foundation. So that was Dwight Babcock's mission to basically put a cap on Mame's influence on Patrick. Not to separate them, but just put a cap on it. Well as Dwight Babcock uh, continued to uh, notice that Mame was a bit flamboyant for his taste. And after Mame uh, manipulated Patrick's schooling a little bit, uh, 
Mr. Babcock decided that he was going to take control and start placing Patrick in a different schooling situation and basically separated him from Maine. Uh, But not totally. He allowed him to still see her on holidays and weekends. So they still did maintain a relationship. But yet Patrick did grow up with some of the more conservative ideas that his father had in mind for him and Mr. Babcock had in mind for him. Now, in 1929, Mame got hit by the stock market crash, and she had to basically bring it down a peg and become a regular working person. But her attitude still never changed. Uh, She took some odd jobs, and while just living life in a reduced standard, she met a man, a rich man. And this is one of the great movie names of all time, Beauregard Jackson Pickett Burnside. Uh, Great movie name. Uh, Very wealthy man. And he married Mame and Mame, well, got rich again. Still never changed their attitude. Uh, Unfortunately, Beauregard died on a mountain climb later on. But hey, what can you do? Now, as the years go by, Patrick uh, got older, became grown, uh, still showed a lot of the influence uh, that his father had planned for him and Mr. Babcock, Babcock, excuse me, had planned for him. Now, about this time when Patrick showed up to marry a rich socialite, which Maine did not think was the right woman for him, she had just about had enough of how she thought Patrick was going to be influenced, and she was about to do something about that. Uh, So while cooking up a scheme to get Patrick free of this eventual marriage uh, and have Patrick start to live life on his own terms, Mame tells her wallflower secretary, Agnes, to come and help her with this scheme. And in this scene, this is when she tells the secretary to kind of loosen up and told her life is a banquet and most poor suckers are starving to death. And well, of course, to end the story in a happily ever type of way, Patrick decided not to marry the rich socialite and married another young lady, which Mame had approved of. And Patrick began to see and regain that lust for life that his auntie Mame taught him when he was young. So let's let's think about that statement, just like a banquet. Um, we look around, life is like a banquet as though we look around and we see that there's a plenty of things around that we should have. But a lot of times these possessions and lifestyles are something that we notice in others. And a lot of times we'll not take for ourselves. We find ourselves, as in the last podcast, wanting and not having. All that we could possibly want is, is there right in front of us. Yet we continue to, instead of eat, be more interested in having a hunger. Okay, everything we think and we need is usually placed right in front of us and all the natural materials and opportunities are there. But for some reason, we don't understand that it's there for us to eat. To use an analogy, let's say the people that we're trying to help, they show up to a banquet, except for they're outside looking in, and they they don't know how to get in. They want to get in the door. They want to eat. So what you have to do is they have to watch people that are eating at the banquet, see what they do. Uh, 
Yes, you may be afraid. You may not know where the entrance is, but once you watch someone and you follow them in the entrance, you get in the same line they get in. You may be unsure of where the plates and the utensils are and what we need and the the actions and the supplies and the raw materials we need to eat at the banquet. But once you watch those eat with the banquet, do what those that eat at the banquet do, you find yourself then being able to enjoy the banquet. You may be a bit overwhelmed by all the choices, but you just do not have to starve. Well, that's another episode of Essential Change, the podcast recorded in live. Please, guys, can you help me out? Give me a rating wherever you get your podcast so more people like you can find me. Find us. Now let's spread the word to change lives from day one to day 1,000. You can find me on the web at secondstarts.com. That's spelled with number two, two N-D-S-T-A-R-T-S dot com. I've got a growing presence on Facebook, and I'm on LinkedIn, so please come find me. Thank you for another episode of Essential Change, the podcast. Was the way to go and you put up your puppet show I say cheers to life No I'll be no good man's wife